0: and welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, live on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on Shortwave. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free at 1-877-528-8255. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, Talkstar Radio at hotmail.com. And our website's www.xzoneradio.com, and you can watch, listen, and chat at www.exzonetv.com. I'd like to welcome all the members of the Exxon Nation who are now joining us here on the Talkstar Radio Network with their local radio station. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. Today is Friday. Well, it is in eastern Canada, anyway, in the United States, Friday, June the 27th, and on this day in 1652, America's first traffic law went into effect when galloping was banned in the streets of New Amsterdam, which eventually became New York City. In 1847, New York and Boston were connected by telegraph wires. On this date in 1882, the Bank of Japan was established. If you're wondering yen, get it? Yen Wen, okay. In 1955, Illinois became the first state to require seatbelts. Today is Toby Maguire's birthday. Thir- she uh, they turned 33, and the former presidential candidate Ross Perot turns 78 today. My guest this hour is Eric Stearns. Eric is no stranger to the Exxon Nation, and this is a uh, we're not going to be doing uh, psychic readings with Eric tonight. We're not going to be talking about what's the news, or we're not going to be talking about New Age spirituality, but I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. On February the 10th in 2004 in Austin, Texas, a dog was stabbed. The accused, and later convicted, was none other than Eric Stearns. His story begins with that incident on that fateful day. It was later determined that he was the only suspect in the case, merely because he was the only one to complain about a barking dog to his apartment manager. Later that day, his house was entered, and during his apprehension by the law, his house was searched with no plain sight probable cause. There was none. It turns out that the police never even found a weapon or tangible evidence, and no search warrant. Now, in addition, his name and face were plastered all over the media. This didn't help his case, and his court-appointed lawyer would do nothing to represent him, thus landing him in jail for a whole year. Upon returning, he tried to connect with his old communities and friends, but found out that his name was so slandered by many prominent members of the communities. He was further accused of other things, one of those being trying to corner a child. This also was not the case, nor is there any evidence or any other official documentation to substantiate this claim. Yet these people continued to pursue him, sending slanderous and other attack oriented emails to his contacts and venues, that he performs at, plastering flyers and at places where he plays to educate the audience, intimidating him, etc. Yet, there are the same people whom, in the same breath, would tell you all about how they are in the modern burning times and how they are being persecuted. When we come back from this two-minute commercial break, Eric Stearns joins us and we're going to be talking about the story and how it affected Eric's life and how it could indeed happen to you. Eric Stern says my guest this hour when the Exxon returns on the other side of this two-minute commercial break, live and around the world, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away, Exxonation. sense. this product is a real winner to learn more about one two three ready tv visit our website at www.xzbn.net welcome back everyone eric stearns is our special guest and uh, eric welcome to the x-zone my friend um
2: thank you thank you for having me here i appreciate it
0: hey, it's my pleasure uh, tell us how all this happened from the very beginning would
2: you eric Sure, absolutely. Uh, let me spell out the facts for you, so that way everybody has a very clear, unambiguous uh, picture of what had happened that uh, uh, that day of February 10th, 2004. Uh, it started actually. It, it started a little bit earlier uh, than that. Um, I was up all night uh, working on several projects, um, and uh, this was kind of uh, during the during the times that I had worked for you as as bureau chief uh, mm-hmm. for the Ex Zone. And I was working on a couple of music projects as well as studying to get an advanced certification as a Reiki master and uh, so forth and so on. So I had been pulling about a 36-hour uh, straight shift. Um, around seven or 6 o'clock a.m. Uh, that uh, morning of the 10th, basically I came to a stopping point and decided that since I had a gig that night and so forth and so on uh, and I needed to do some traveling, you know, get some things that I needed for... Uh, uh, you know, for the upcoming gigs and pick up my instruments, which were being worked on by a friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, that I needed to get some sleep. So that's exactly what I tried to do. I went to, uh, went and showered, went to bed about uh, pro- approximately 6.15, 6.30, somewhere around there. Couldn't get to sleep because uh, right, uh, you know, crossing below from me uh, was a dog that was barking. And I was in a part of the complex uh, that I was living at the time, a part of the, that complex that allowed no pets whatsoever. Um, and that was, you know, partly the obvious reason why. Um, I basically did everything for the next two hours or so that I could in order to try to, you know, get some sleep, but but to uh, no avail. And finally, I was PO'd enough that I figured not only was I going to go through proper channels, but I was going to go through proper channels and basically get in their face and demand why somebody was being allowed to do this. And, um, you know, people, you know, who were also around me wouldn't be able to get some, any sleep either, considering the fact that they were night shift workers. And so I went down there, uh, I was told that, it, you know, the, the, uh, uh the, uh, guardians or, or keepers of the dog, whatever, uh, would have 24 hours to get rid of the pet or they would f- face, uh, eviction procedures. Well, of course, this didn't help my case, um, at least as far as, you know, uh, as far as my predicament was concerned. So I promptly, after, uh, basically just kind of, accepting what they had to say and not necessarily believing it, um, I went back to my apartment, uh, went upstairs to work on my uh, music newsletter and uh, had gotten some work done and then finally noticed that everything was a little bit quiet. I looked back down at my computer clock. It was 11.33. Uh, I remember that vividly because that was right around the turning point that uh, where something was, was probably wrong, but I had no idea until later on. Um, so I figured I'd crash into bed Get up about two thirty or so, which would give me about three hours of sleep, and you know I'd be good to go. Um, later on, I guess about a couple hours later, I wasn't sure exactly what time it was. I think it was about 1.30 or two in the afternoon. I got up uh, because somebody was banging on my door. I was expecting a package. I was thinking it was UPS, and uh, I asked who it was. They said it was the police. Uh, I said just a second. You know, I wanted to pull on some clothes. I w- you know wasn't even dressed and next thing i know cops are entering my door i'm turned around handcuffs thrown on the couch and they're ransacking my apartment um and basically saying i was under arrest for a dog being stabbed um subsequently they entered this my apartment only with an arrest warrant they did not have a search warrant they had no plain sight probable cause uh there was nothing laying around that was out of the ordinary Um, You know, everything was pretty much, you know, clean, put up, and, you know, things were shut down, Uh, nothing out of disorder, so forth and so on. But they proceeded to look through my closets, my kitchen, everything. Uh, I was taken to to, uh, jail. I was appointed a court-appointed attorney uh, who subsequently did nothing, You know, even despite the fact that uh, he could have easily won that case. They had no evidence. When I asked him for what evidence that they supposedly had against me in order to indict me, mm-hmm. um, he would not come up with it. He just came up with an arrest warrant affidavit, which I thought was pretty insulting to the intellect, to say the least. After doing my own research and doing a uh, case study and stuff like that, basically doing the homework for my lawyer, uh, basically it came to no avail. I was pretty much shut down. All the pleas, or, or basically all the motions that I had filed uh, were denied. Uh, and so therefore I was subsequently, you know, pretty much uh, pinned against the wall, so to speak, uh, with a two to ten year sentence uh, because supposedly a knife was used as an, uh, an aggravated weapon. And, um, and I was told that if, you know, if I didn't plead guilty, that I would get that. If I pled guilty, then I would spend another two months in jail after a ten month bout with the court system, and, but yet I would still have a felony on my record. Um, afterwards, and, and let me, let me rewind this, um, sure. you know, there was no way that I could have climbed that balcony, uh, supposedly where that dog was at, for the following reasons. One, I'm visually impaired. It's hard for me to see, you know, certain types of terrain uh, in order to step without, you know, either twisting an ankle or or worse. Second of all, it was, and this is something that everybody can check, the weather forecast that day, we were under winter storm advisory. We were getting sleeting rain and uh, or freezing freezing rain and sleet, and, um, you know, things were already slick as it was. The third point is is that these balconies were made of diagonal slat boards. In other words, is that they went diagonally. There was no way to get a really good foothold, especially in the middle of thorny uh, bushes. You know, so how in the heck could I have gotten over that without injuring myself, or you know, or worse, or you know, or, or even killing myself for that matter, and you know, and stab this dog and get back over and get back uh, to the apartment. Second of all. As far as I was concerned, when I went to the management office and back from the apartment, I noticed that there was nobody around. They said they had witnesses. They weren't willing to bring those forward at all. So um, then I spent a year in jail, um, basically kind of in in, in the meantime being interrogated by guards and, and prisoners as far as what I did. And I got out, tried to reconnect with my communities, only to find that not only my name was uh, plastered all over the media, uh, newspaper articles and the like, uh, but basically there were a lot of other people within the community whom's, whose names I will mention tonight because they've gone forward to accuse me on public, uh, uh, public websites, email lists, et cetera, uh, as, far as, my, uh, as far as my alleged history with supposed animals. Um, It even blossomed to the point where these campaigns were becoming less and less effective because I kept finding new avenues to promote myself. But uh, then they decided to come up with a second accusation uh, saying that I cornered a child and attending a ritual that I never attended in the first place.
0: Why were you being targeted by these people?
2: I think what it is is that, simply put, these people are very confused. Um, they're reactionary uh, pagans. Um, not to, you know, tr- you know, not to totally broad brush the path, but uh, mm-hmm. these are people who have chosen the pagan path for whatever reason and who have also brought over their issues from their previous paths and uh, are looking basically for a scapegoat so that way they don't have to focus on their problems. Uh, the only reason why I was such a you know target was because of the fact that I was gaining somewhat of a stature you know somewhat of uh notoriety because of my musicianship and uh, uh you know uh my dealings with the community and and so forth and so on and because I was a semi public figure and then plastered all over the media, everybody decided that they were going to go for the fear and not look for the facts and basically go right after me, which is uh, very typical of, you know, both uh, the Council of Magical Arts, ESA, Earth Spirit Alliance, um, and New Grove Cups and other organizations around here in Central Texas. And I think that just because of that I was, you know, kind of well-known beforehand uh, and they were already having, you know, their own little witch wars because of politics and so forth and so on, they decided that uh, basically they could place their blames on me and therefore cleanse their consciousness of anything else.
0: Please enter your your place. They don't have a search warrant. They have an arrest warrant. There's nothing in plain sight. Um, <laughs> I, I how could they convict you if there were no witnesses? There was no weapon.
2: That's what I'd like to know. Yeah. Constitutionally, they cannot do that. Constitutionally, when they went into my house without a search warrant, they were already violating my right, you know, to. Uh, Uh, basically having a search warrant, knowing what they were searching for, which is directly related to the Fourth Amendment, uh, which protects against illegal search and seizure. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, being, you know, it also violated in in other ways the Fourteenth Amendment, but it was the Fourth Amendment that was continually violated. I don't know how or why they can get away with this. Um, my story is not necessarily atypical. It's something that you hear going on a lot about our, uh, you know, our quote unquote justice or legal system, and you know it just you know it bothers me that here it is is that this can be done with such impunity, and at the same time that somebody who did not com- uh, commit this crime, it was not me um, can go on being punished over and over again uh, you know for something that he didn't do when the facts were never really borne out.
0: Why do you think the public defender did not defend you? I
2: I think one is there's there's two reasons that I think are are the situation. Um, one is is that a lot of these public defenders are overloaded. Um, they are you know they're they they have a lot of cases on their on their plate as it is. Uh, they're chosen uh, as public defenders for different cases because of the fact that they're on some sort of rotation. I happen to get this guy. And I just don't think that he really, you know, to be honest with you, gave a damn about uh, my case. And uh, um, I don't know why he did this. Um, you know, I asked intelligent questions. I did the homework mm-hmm. for him. I did all the research and all that stuff. This is something that he should have been doing. Why it is, I have no idea. What. And uh, that attorney's name is Kyle Tom Lowe. I have no idea why why Kyle has done this and why he, you know, has chosen to take, you know, action in order to ruin somebody's life. I think that's incredibly un- uh, unprofessional. And I think, too, uh, the second reason is is that it was probably out of his own personal bias, which is also uh, against uh, state bar rules, if I'm not mistaken.
0: His bias about what?
2: About, uh, well, I think it's maybe it's about animals and stuff like that, plus it was on the media, you know, all over the news and all that stuff, and I don't think he really wanted anything to do with that sort of spotlight.
0: All right, stand by, Eric. You and I have to uh, take a couple of minutes with the news at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, more of this very interesting story as the Exxon continues live and around the world right here on the Talk Star Radio Network.
1: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media.
0: this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Our toll-free number is one That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address, exxonetalkstarradio.com, and on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. Two websites, www.exonradio.com and to watch, listen, and chat with the Exon Nation, TV.com. This portion of the Exxon is being brought to you by Amira Soul Mystic. Her website is www.soulmystic.com. Eric Stearns is our special guest and uh, Eric I have to ask you a question at this time did the police sure. or did the uh, judicial system at any time or even the uh, the district attorney believe or was there any suggestion that this was a satanic uh killing that uh, the dog had been killed for satanic reasons
2: I didn't hear anything about that I have nothing to uh, you know I have nothing as far as any knowledge is concerned about that um you know, uh, it would just seem to me that I don't know what, what it was. Maybe somebody was pissed off or something like that, but I don't know if it was, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just happened to get, be the one who was fingered for it.
0: Now, once once again, you know, I, I, I believe that in our judicial system you should have been able to confront your accusers. That's what I would have thought, too. So... Where did the system, why did the system fail?
2: I, you know, I think part of this is is because of the fact that um, DAs and defenders um, are so, uh, I guess, I, to me it seems like, you know, and I, I could be totally wrong about this, but this is my opinion, um, and that is that these people are, just basically there to, you know, to make money. You know, they they make money off of the prison system. Uh, maybe not necessarily the lawyers themselves, but somebody's making, you know, making a whole bunch of money off of the prison system. That's one of the reasons why, uh, supposedly, why Texas now has the state, uh, state jail felony or fourth-degree felony statute. Uh, and it's because of the fact that, uh, you know, they're they're putting more and more people in prisons and or on probation, uh, so forth and so on. And that's why plea bargains. You know, ninety five percent of the cases that go through the criminal justice system, whether the person is guilty or not, ninety five percent of them uh, basically end on some sort of plea bargain because they they literally tire you out. It's it's a war it's a war of attrition. Um, the longer you're out, if, especially if you're on bond. Uh, it takes, and it takes just as long. If you know, it takes a little bit shorter, but it still takes just about as long if, if you're in uh, uh, if you're in prison. And I think it's it, I think really in a way this is uh, money driven.
0: Do you have any idea who actually killed that dog? I have no idea. This is really truly bizarre.
2: Yeah, it is, and you know that's why a lot of times during the day I ask why me. You know, um, why me? Why? Why garner all this attention? I don't quite understand this, but needless to say, four and a half years down the line, and the system, you know, this, this, this the situation still persists uh, with these people, and it just, you know, it it to me it, it boggles my mind, and it really saddens me. I mean, I look at this incident, and to be honest with you, I have no hope for the human race when it comes down to stuff like this. I really don't.
0: How has this affected your life, your personal life, your career?
2: Uh, in every way. Um, it's affected my music career. It's affected the, even my job search. I was uh, turned down on two offers, uh, one because of the fact that I had a felony on my record. Um, even though I was willing to explain things, saying, hey, you know, I was in the wrong place for a long time, uh, these were, you know, the circumstances, uh, they won't hear of it. Um, the, you know, they see a felony, boom, you're out the door. Um, same with trying to find a place to live. Um, I would say that you know these people, uh, these pagans, in, you know, with regard to ESA, CMA, and uh, uh, Ugrove and all these other organizations that I used to belong to. Um, I think with them, uh, you know, they just, you know, they they like to play vigilante. They have this hero complex. And I'm just their perfect villain, as far as they're concerned.
0: Oh, and uh, they've why? never
2: really asked for any proof.
0: But why were you the perfect villain? I, I don't understand this. Why were you targeted by these organizations?
2: Because it was a crime against nature, Rob. Because that's exactly what it was. It was simply a crime of nature. Um, I stabbed a dog. I supposedly, you know, uh, you know, killed one of the, the goddess's children and... and uh, Uh, did harm, and so forth and so on, and according to their beliefs, um, that's, you know, on the order of high treason.
0: All right, but if you did not commit the offense, why did you plead guilty?
2: Because I didn't want to be hit with a two to ten year sentence. I wanted to get back into society as much as possible, and when I found out that my lawyer was not doing anything, I figured, you know, that's it, you can't fight the system, which was a major mistake on my part.
0: Couldn't you have asked for a different lawyer?
2: I could have, but I've also had a couple of other uh, people who have been through the system, and one of them actually did fire to the court appointed uh, attorney and uh, was basically intimidated by the judge uh, either to, you know, basically accept the next lawyer that was given to him or basically there would be consequences. There's intimidation that goes on.
0: Now, you read the affidavit for the arrest warrant. What was the proof in acquiring the the arrest
2: warrant? Um, Supposedly there there was an eyewitness. Now, get this. The description was very vague. They just said, quote, unquote, that it was a guy in a green jacket. There was nothing as far as hair color, hair length, what the person was wearing, um, so forth and so on. It was just a guy in a green jacket. Well, Yes, I happened to be wearing a green jacket when I was uh, when I went down to management, but, you know, I also passed about a half a dozen other people or a couple of other people mm-hmm. that had green jackets, and they were on their way to work at the time. Uh, this was about 8.45 in the morning when I went to go uh, uh, to management to complain about this, and it just said a, a guy in a green jacket, nothing more, nothing less, it's public record, anybody can look that up, and uh, that's all it was, and as far as I know... Uh, somebody was coached into uh, to saying that, so they could wrap up the case.
0: These organizations that you were talking about, the pagan organizations. Yes. Um, tell us more about them.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> um, let me try to keep this as unbiased as possible. Unfortunately, I have very strong opinions about these organizations, but. These are pagan organizations, or basically pagan interfaith um, organizations, Council of Magical Arts and, and uh, Earth Spirit Alliance are basically two organizations that um, are basically for networking and uh, supposedly sharing of ideas and, and so forth and so on. Um, same with U Grove Cups, which uh, is part of the Universal, uh, uh, universal Unitarian Church um basically they're basically pagan outreach uh organizations is is as far as that's concerned that's what their function is um if you ask me i think one they've grown a little too big for their britches and two they've gotten a little bit too political because of the fact that one was an offshoot of another due to a schism earlier uh earlier that year Mm -hmm. or earlier the previous year um back in 2003 and uh uh, it was a result of bad politics, and a lot of the same leaders that were in CMA are in ESA as well, and as well as in new grove So, unfortunately, we've got a lot of uh, a couple of uh, very hot-headed, very crazy people in positions of power that, as far as I'm concerned, especially for a spiritual organization, should not be in uh, in any sort of position or responsibility.
0: Had you belonged to these organizations?
2: Yes, I did. Um, I was a member of CMA from 2002 um, up to 2004 and uh, uh, was invited back in late 2003 to be a member of ESA as well as uh, part of their core talent, in other words, a musician that would play at their uh, uh, festivals on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, I had even uh, negotiated a, uh, a at least a verbal contract with them uh, to play all, all five of their scheduled festivals that year um and as part of my tour. And uh but of course that didn't that uh didn't happen because of the ensuing incident.
0: Do you have any idea or any hunches or any hypothesis on why you were you were fingered out for this crime? The only one that I have
2: the only one that I have is basically that I was kind of a victim of magic. Um, Unfortunately I had um, relations with one of uh, uh, one of the, or basically I was friends with not only uh, some of the higher ups in, the, in uh, CMA uh, but also another person who basically prides herself on uh, being kind of a man destroyer um, she talks about a lot of her husband you know ex-husbands um uh, so forth and so on, being you know uh, you know uh, being destroyed by her in one way or another, um, and so forth and so on. I had parted ways with her, uh, banned her from uh, my lists because of the fact that uh, the list that I was running at the time um, uh, banned her because of the fact that I was getting harassing uh, emails from her, so forth and so on. Uh, and then one day I got a threatening letter um, saying that. Uh, uh, you're going to need it's saying quote you're going to need me or else your ship will sink, and I really to be honest with you have a feeling that uh, um, you know and this is just some, you know it's something that necessarily I can't prove tangibly, but I I can basically say that you know I'm sure that considering that she is uh, somewhat of a powerful magician um, she uh, uh, she basically didn't necessarily cause things to happen but I'm sure that some gateway was opened of some sort.
0: One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free. Eric Stearns is our guest. And, Eric, the owner of the dog, mm-hmm. what kind of dog was it, first of all?
2: Uh, according to the newspaper art- article, it was a white Pomeranian, uh, huh. supposedly a white Pomeranian puppy.
0: Now, had you ever seen this dog before?
2: Uh, no, I haven't.
0: Were there other complaints into the Supers' office about this dog?
2: Yes, I did. Um, when I went uh, to the management office, uh, management office, I found that there were at least two other complaints. Um, they said uh, that a couple of other people had called in. They already knew about the problem, mm-hmm. but uh, according to apartment, re- uh, you know, rental regulations and stuff like that, that they could only give 24 hours notice on that.
0: So, let me, so after the um, after everything has been said and done, you've had a chance to sit down and. And look at the events as, as they unfolded. You know, like, don't questions pop up in your mind? Like, flags are popping up all over in mine.
2: I've thought about this incident I don't know how many hundreds of times. Um, I've, I've thought about the whole situation um, currently and when it started. Um, and, yeah. Flags do pop up in my mind, and I, you know, unfortunately, there, if I had answers to those questions, I think I'd, uh, I, I wouldn't be uh, making such a public plea for help as far
0: as that's concerned. Did you go to the police department afterwards and say, guys, what, what was all this about? What was your evidence? I'd like to see my file.
2: Um, I never really went back because of the fact that uh, when you plead guilty, there's nothing else that you can do. Um, you can't appeal it or anything like that. And as far as proving it to these other people and trying to, you know, get them to wake up and say, "Hey, you know, things don't add up here." Uh, they've already made up their minds. They made up their minds, this, you know, uh, when the uh, uh, when the media stories broke on, I think it was February 11th or 12th, and uh, they made up their minds and basically made up their minds since then. And uh, and they have, or have endeavored to make sure that everybody else's mind uh, parallels theirs.
0: All right. All right, so just let's try and get this clear. Were you a threat to anybody within either one of these two organizations or a threat to anyone else? Were you doing anything that would tick anyone off? Uh, had you, you know, like there has to be a motive. What was the motive behind this?
2: Well, I will confess that I was, uh, how should I say, um, asked to do psychic readings on... Several members of the organizations, in order to basically figure out what their motives were, um, as far as what they were going to do next for the uh, against the organization or for the organization. Uh, basically, I was kind of intelligence for hire, and um, I think maybe if that you know if that came down mm-hmm. to the to the case, that's the only thing that I can say that maybe I did wrong. Um, you know, I, I basically was called on to. Uh, uh, to do some remote viewing, I was brought in on several consultations uh, for uh, different factions, and uh, I think that uh, you know I ended up taking the fall, you know, karmically for something that I probably should have known better not to do.
0: Eric, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Eric Stearns is our guest, Daxon Nation. He's going to be with us until the top of the hour. If you'd like, to call up, uh, ask a question. Get a clarification, give me a call at 1-877-528-8255. It's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at 1-877-528-8255. Still to come on tonight's show, Cal Korf will be joining us from the Czech Republic, the beautiful city of Prague, after the news at the top of the hour. My name's Rob McConnell This is The Zone, live and around the world. We're right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away.
1: For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
0: That's Broken Glass by Toy Hall and the EC3. 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 528 Eric, a question comes to mind. Now, you're a psychic. You do remote viewing, right? Right. How come you did not foresee this happening, and how come you can't use your remote viewing to go back in time to see who the actual perpetrator is of this crime?
2: Any, any skilled remote viewer will tell you that if you're too close to the problem, you're not going to get accurate, a- accurate answers. Um, me being in the middle of this, there's no way that I could have gotten any accurate answers without my imagination getting away with myself.
0: Sorry, right, is there any other psychic or any other remote viewer that you know and trust that could actually do this?
2: Um, not around here that I know of, no. Hmm. Um, however, there was one incident where uh, somebody told me of one of the perpetrators of of this the rumor mill, and I never heard from her again. Um, and, you know, she said to tell no one, which I, you know, which I never did. Um, and uh, from that time on, she just totally disappeared. Uh, her email address went down. Uh, I couldn't get a hold of her by phone. I had uh, both means of contacting her, uh, so forth and so on, and she just flat-out disappeared. I had no idea what happened to her.
0: This is truly a strange and bizarre case. Um, do you plan on pursuing the, uh, the, the actual perpetrator the guilty party and uh, clearing your name?
2: Well, I don't know if that can really be done, um, you know, and, uh, you know, given the fact that there's so much time passed, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to go after the people who have been making my life an utter living hell, mm-hmm. and uh, basically, you know, if they want to shut, try to shut me down, they're going to have a hell of a fight on their hands. Um, you know, their biggest mistake was is that they didn't get rid of me.
0: Do you think that was their intention, or was this a warning?
2: I think this, that's what their intention was. I don't think that this was, this was a warning. I don't think that they're capable of that.
0: What's your next move?
2: Um, try to get the word out as, as much as possible. Let people know who these people are and, and what they're all about. Um, you know, in the meantime, I don't think I'd ever, ever trust anybody who calls themselves pagan or or a lawyer again or both. Um, you know, it's just. Uh, I hate to say that, but that's you know just the way the things are.
0: Um, the you know, accusation where you cornered a child—where did that come from?
2: That came from uh, when I supposedly attended a ritual. All I did was on that day that I was not supposed to be there, according to a prior agreement. I wasn't. I just dropped off a donation to a uh, a benefit that uh, or or to a charity that I had uh, played a benefit for. Um, this ritual was, uh, in part a benefit to them. I decided to, you know, basically, uh, pay, pay homage to that charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped off a donation to one of the officers of, uh, U Grove Cups and, uh, and who is also, uh, one of the officers of Tejas Web. Um, I dropped off the donation, uh, turned around, uh, mm-hmm. left didn't really want to have anything to do with it anyways and eight days later i get this call from uh... stephanie canada who is uh... uh... who was one of the organizers of this ritual and who is also one of the uh, one of the figureheads uh... not only of you grow but uh... of the other organizations as well and uh... basically you know, as soon as I picked up the phone, she's screaming at me and so forth and so on, saying that I cornered somebody's
0: Eric, daughter. Eric, we, we've run out of time for tonight. We'll have to have you back on to uh, conclude this uh, very interesting and unique case.